You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 60. The five most common struggles actors face when it comes to auditions. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Barra here. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my online course, How to Successfully Submit to Casting Directors with or Without an Agent or Manager. Ready to book more audition appointments on your own? It's possible. Learn the best ways to submit to casting directors directly through Actors Access, Backstage, Snail Mail, and Email Submissions. As a student of the course, not only will you gain access to videos on how to stand out in your submissions, you'll also be handed the exact cover letter and resume templates that I used to successfully get auditions. Grab the course for yourself right now at actoraesthetic.com submit. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's Maggie here, and I recently held another poll on my Instagram. I asked you guys, when it comes to auditions, what do you struggle with the most? And this poll specifically was very telling because a lot of you struggle with the exact same things. So I want to highlight those today. I came across five important repeat answers from you that I want you all to be aware of. If you don't already, I highly suggest heading on over to Instagram and following at Actor Aesthetic. That's where I post pretty much daily and I hold a lot of polls there. That's how I find topics to talk about on my podcast as well as upcoming courses that I'm making. And it's where I gather information when it comes to creating new blog posts. Without further ado, let's chat about the top five struggles actors face with auditioning. Truly, number one by a landslide is nerves. Physically being nervous and letting it affect your breath when you sing, keeping your technique when you're nervous, nerves affecting your ability to remember lines and lyrics, and especially keeping yourself calm when you're in the holding room waiting to audition. I'm no stranger to this. I don't think I know a single actor who doesn't deal with nerves when it comes to auditioning, but I know a lot of people who have gotten used to this feeling of nervousness and have found ways to combat it. Personally, one of my favorite ways to calm my nerves before auditions is to listen to guided meditations, or even just calming music before I head into my audition. 
I have an app called the Insight Timer. And no, this is not an ad. I just truly love this app. It's rated as the top free meditation app on the Android and iOS stores. And I found that it has more free content for your perusal than any other meditation app. The Insight Timer app was designed to reduce anxiety, achieve higher levels of self-love and compassion, and calm a busy mind. And that's why I think this app is perfect for performers. Because whether you're at an open call or a final callback, auditions can be the most stressful part of our jobs as actors, but we all have to do them. So how do we deal with constant pressure to perform at our very best when our adrenaline is racing at a mile a minute? Well, for me, it's meditation. Another way that you can practice working against your nerves is by imitating the feeling of nervousness or anxiety while practicing your music. For example, if I had a song that I was gearing up to sing for an audition, I would practice singing that song in a studio similar to where I would be singing in the audition. I would also practice singing that song while doing something like jumping jacks or running in place just to get used to that feeling of adrenaline and your heart racing a mile a minute. That way, you're imitating the feeling of nervousness. You're imitating the environment that you might be in when you're performing your audition. And you're training your body to be okay with those factors and to calm down just a little bit. It's impossible to completely rid your body of anxiety, especially before an audition, but it is possible to get better at masking it so that you can do the best you possibly can in the audition room. The second thing I noticed a lot of actors struggle with when it comes to auditioning is confidence. Many of you have written to me saying that you struggle with building confidence in your voice, to which I say it's important to practice repetition. The more times you do something, anything, whether it's singing, playing a sport, having a debate, reading or speaking a different language, the more confident you will become. The more you do it, the more confident you are in your abilities to do it and do it well. When it comes to singing and your voice, This is something you're just going to have to push through if you want to be in this industry. You can have millions of people tell you you are absolutely fantastic and the best performer of all time. But if you don't believe that yourself, then you won't succeed. Something that I have struggled to come to terms with over time is a certain part of my voice. So I grew up identifying as a belter. I loved singing all types of musical theater that would show off my belt and also styles of pop and rock music. But when it came time to use my legit voice in both contemporary and traditional musical theater, I struggled to have any sort of confidence. I didn't really like the way my voice sounded 
I didn't really feel like I could control it as well as my belt. And because of all this, I rarely ever used that side of my voice. I gave all of the excuses not to audition for a role that required that sort of singing. And I made sure to never work on that style in my voice lessons. But something clicked with me in college. I decided that it was time for me to let go of this notion that I wasn't good and I would never be good at this style of singing. And thank God I decided to change my mindset because now more than ever I'm going in and being called in for roles that require this style. Cosette in Les Mis, Christine in Phantom, the ladies in A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, Sarah in Guys and Dolls, Miss Dorothy in Thoroughly Modern Millie, Joanna in Sweeney Todd. These are now roles that I'm being called in for that I love to sing because I got smart with my training. I knew I had to work a little bit harder at this style, so I started practicing this kind of music all the time. I got repetitive with it. Same goes for your confidence in auditioning. The more times you audition, the more confident you will become. The more times you perform in front of creative teams, the more confident you will become in that. The third obstacle I noticed a lot of actors deal with is the comparison game. I've noticed that some of you have written to me saying that you struggle with comparing to other people, comparing yourself to others in the audition holding room or online or right before or after you. And you're certainly not alone in thinking that, but the problem that I have with this thought process is that it's going to take a massive toll on you if you don't get over it and get over it quickly because you're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life, this comparison game. And when it comes to auditioning, if you constantly feel yourself comparing your talent and abilities and physical appearance to other actors, you're going to drive yourself insane. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to auditions where I look left and right and the other actresses look just like me. They sound like me, they dressed like me, their headshots look just like me. And it's really easy to start playing the comparison game in my head. But when you start doing that, when you're at auditions and you start looking around and noticing the similarities or thinking that someone is better looking than you or probably sings better or dances better or has a better resume, you're ultimately setting yourself up for failure. And let's be real, we don't know what the director wants. We don't know what the creative team wants ever. And we also don't know what other actors or actresses are doing in the audition room. They could sound completely different than you. They could be making completely different choices. So how do you compare yourself to that? The only way, really, is if you're in a dance audition and you see other people dance, or if you have your ear next to the audition room and you can hear the person singing. And this is when it's really important to come back home to your confidence. The more confident you are in your abilities to perform a certain role or to have a good audition, to sing a certain song, to do a couple of sides, to 
recite a monologue, the less likely it is that you'll find yourself comparing yourself to others. The comparison game ultimately just gets in the way of doing a good job in the room and putting your best foot forward. It also just brings about a lot of toxic energy that you may or may not realize that you're bringing with yourself into the audition room. So if you're listening to this and you deal with this, and remember, you are certainly not alone in this, I challenge you to keep your eye on the prize. Focus on yourself. Focus on your abilities. Focus on your preparation for the role and let everything else go. It'll feel a lot freer. Moving on to number four, another big obstacle a lot of actors face when it comes to auditioning is choosing the right material. So when I talk about choosing the right material, I am talking in reference to auditions in which the casting director has asked for you to bring in a song of your own. So a song from your audition book or a monologue from your repertoire Not something you've written, but a song or monologue that you've prepared for the team. Now, for me, I like to think of choosing appropriate material for auditions as a game. It's taken a lot of pressure off of me, and it's made things more exciting and fun. When I first started out auditioning, I definitely found myself choosing material and questioning whether that choice was correct or the best choice for a certain audition, but I've also come to realize over time that it's really not that deep. I think, honestly, it's very important that you put the work into your audition book now, so that when you go to auditions, say in a big city like New York City or Los Angeles or even college auditions, you're not waiting till the last minute to learn new material. Sometimes having an audition book can make or break your audition. And if you don't have songs in your audition book that are going to cover the roles or musicals that you'll be auditioning for, then you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. All that matters when you're choosing an audition song is that it's appropriate for you in regards to age, type, ethnicity, etc. It's well within your range. It can be easily read and played by an accompanist. And it's appropriate to the show you're auditioning for. If you're auditioning for a new show that you haven't quite heard the music for just yet, research can go a long way. Go Google the composer and lyricist of the show and check out other songs or musicals or even cabarets they've written or played for. Take a look at the book writer or the director or choreographer that's attached to the production. Sometimes you can find clues into the musical by researching the creative team and seeing what else they've worked on. Those will all give you good ideas on what kind of musical you're auditioning for so that you can have a better understanding of what the most appropriate audition song will be for that specific audition. By having an audition book, when it comes time to actually audition for this musical, you'll have the opportunity to pick from 
however many songs you have in your book, eight to 12 to 10 songs in your audition book, all that really matters is that you just pick the song that's most appropriate. Most creative teams won't be looking for you to go out and learn a brand new song unless the musical is entirely unique and calls for that. So it's important to think about that. Casting directors are worrying less about if the song is overdone, if the song is totally inappropriate for the audition. They're focusing more on you as the performer and if you can fit any of the tracks they may be casting for. If they're interested, they'll call you back and have you sing the material from the show. So remember, if you find yourself stressing over picking just the right song, remind yourself it's not that deep. Now, if you've been auditioning and you've noticed some holes in your book, like certain genres of material that you don't have, I can totally help you with that. I have lists upon lists upon lists on my computer, in my brain, in my notes section, on my iPhone, on Word, on an Excel spreadsheet, everywhere I can possibly imagine. I'm constantly thinking of new audition songs for different genres, different actors, and I want to help you. So I coach one-on-one sessions, 60 minutes long. If you're interested in having an online consultation with me where I can choose audition songs that are personally catered to you, shoot me an email at maggie at actoraesthetic.com or go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash coaching to learn more. Moving on to our last topic of the day, the final most common obstacle I've discovered actors face when it comes to auditioning is the unknown Maybe you feel like you want your audition to go exactly like you rehearsed it. Maybe you want to remember to do all the things you practiced beforehand. Like maybe you planned out certain beats in the sides that you have to read. Maybe you planned out a certain bit that you wanted to do in the song you're singing. Maybe you're just worried about how the accompanist might play your music or how the director might perceive your audition or personality. And maybe you're just worried about the audition not going as planned. The thing is, and I think about this a lot, it's that we can put as much preparation as possible into our auditions, but when it comes down to it, anything can happen in the audition room. I've definitely prepared like six sides for a specific audition before, and I've only been asked to do one of them. I've also prepared one side and then have been asked to cold read another one. A cold read basically just means that I was given a side for another character that I wasn't planning on auditioning for and I was asked to read for that character. I've come to realize that it's our job as actors to be as malleable and adaptable as possible. It's our job to make music Lyrics, song, dance, words come to life. By going into the audition room and being game for anything that comes your way, you're showing the director or creative team or casting director that you're an amazing coworker, easy to work with, and that you're an actor who can adapt to any situation. Yes, sometimes at auditions, the accompanist misses a measure or follows the wrong tempo, 
or if loves align. But they're human, and so are you, which means that anything can happen in the audition room. Remember, regardless of what happens, whether or not you do everything that you planned, or whether or not the audition goes exactly as planned, the creative team eventually knows what they want. And if they see it in you or hear it in you, they'll give you the job or even just give you the callback. I remember auditioning for something once that I was really excited for and I was super prepared for it. And then on the day of the audition, I lost my voice. I had a really hard time making noise, let alone singing. I think it was in the winter and I was dealing with a nasty sinus infection and I was struggling. I remember in the audition having to stop and start over because my first go around at a specific song that I was singing wasn't that great and I had a hard time navigating my voice simply because I was sick. But honestly, casting directors know that, creative teams get it, and to my surprise, I made it to final callbacks for that show. It really just goes to show that if the opportunity is for you, it will happen for you. Regardless of what happens in the audition room, all you can do is prepare the best you can for the audition or callback and walk in with an open mind and an open heart. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This was definitely an interesting one for me to make because I realized just how similar we all are in the theater industry when it comes to our struggles and obstacles that we face. Everyone has to audition. Everyone deals with nerves. Everyone deals with the comparison game at some point in their life. And everyone's just trying to do their best. So if you've learned anything today from this episode, I hope you know that you're certainly not alone. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, and tag at Actor Aesthetic, because I love to see who's following along with me there. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.